is found in the first half that we read from Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 13. It speaks about the transfiguration and the transformation of our Lord Jesus Christ on the mount. And after the proclamation of God's word, let us respond in song. Let us sing from hymn 43, All Stand. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we can call it a sneak preview of better things to come. There on the mount, Jesus Christ was gloriously transformed or, or transfigured. And that sight was most encouraging. And we can all use the encouragement of such glimpses of glory as we struggle through life in this broken and fallen world. For we have all those tough days when we wonder, will we make it? Will we survive? Will we ever arrive at eternal glory? For yet faithfully following Jesus Christ is a real struggle. It requires sacrifices in many different ways. It brings us as believers all kinds of trials and tribulations. Yet being Christian day in, day out is tough. It can be easy for us to grow weary and to lose heart. And thankfully, our Lord Jesus Christ went ahead of us. And with the event described in our text of this morning, the Lord Jesus Christ himself also receives this encouragement of a glorious future awaiting him. If the Lord God had Jesus experienced this glorious transformation to give him the encouragement he needed for the bitter trial of death that was yet to come, we we'll always remember that suffering comes before the glory. And here, yes, we can see Jesus' suffering was about to increase. The, the opposition from sinful men would intensify soon. They would cry out, crucify him. And so this glimpse of glory there on the mount was meant to encourage him to endure yet even greater suffering, even death. And so, beloved, let us fix our eyes this morning on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God there in glory, as he eventually came to enjoy that glory forever. And let us consider how, yes, because of what he has done, what he has endured, we need not lose heart. We need not grow weary. And so what also awaits us then is that great glory of heaven, a truly glorious inheritance. And we have a glimpse of that this morning. God's word then comes to you this morning, summarized under this theme, Going towards Golgotha, God gives a glimpse of greater glory to come. And we'll look at two things, the transfiguration and also the teaching. I repeat, going towards Golgotha, God gives a glimpse of greater glory to come. And we'll look at the transfiguration and then the teaching. As beloved, our text of this morning begins in a rather unique way. Matthew writes thereafter, six days Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. 
And you might be wondering why. Why does Matthew mention after six days? What had happened six days before? Well, to answer this question, we need to go back to what we read there in chapter 16. There we're told that when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? Basically, Jesus was pausing here and taking stock of his work, of his ministry at this time. And then as the disciples pointed out to him, there were those who thought that, that Jesus was John the Baptist. Others thought he was Elijah and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Really, many did not acknowledge Jesus to be who he really was. Actually, Jesus was more than a prophet and teacher. And then Jesus asked his disciples, but who do you say that I am? And then at this point, Simon Peter made that very wonderful confession. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. If you are the Christ, that is, you are the Messiah, you are the long-awaited anointed one, the anointed prophet, priest, and king. And yes, Peter and the other disciples were expecting the Christ, the great king, who would now establish his great and glorious kingdom there on earth. And especially when Jesus said to them, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. But then the disciples were instructed not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. Why would Jesus give this kind of instruction? Well, these disciples, they needed further training. They needed a better understanding of the future work of the Christ, of the Messiah. For then Jesus at this point does give this further instruction. He explains to them that he must go up to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day and then be raised to life. And yes, hearing then about Christ's future work, the disciples must have been shocked. They must have been shattered. The Christ, the Messiah, the great king must go to Jerusalem to suffer and to die? Would the great king of Israel have to endure such humiliation? Well, they could have known from the Old Testament scriptures that this is what God the Father required of the Messiah, of the Christ. But this time they say they were blinded to this. They didn't understand this. It would come much later that they would understand what all that the Christ must yet do. And that being the Christ, he was not just a prophet and a king, but he was also the priest and very shortly would have to present himself as that living sacrifice of, of, of sin there in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 